Welcome, sports fans, to another episode of the Detroit Lions Tomorrow. In this season finale special, I will cover the Lions' final regular season game against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. I'll go over the injuries, the stats, and I'll have a story and a prediction at the end for you. In this segment, I will go over the Lions' offense and the Packers' defense. For the Lions, they rank 6th in the NFL in passing, they're 11th in rushing, they're 3rd overall, and they have the 4th best scoring offense. The Packers rank 4th against the pass, they're 26th against the run, they're 18th overall, and they're 14th in scoring defense. The Lions got almost to the top 10 last week with their rushing performance against the Bears. And the other numbers have been in the top 10 since about the third week of the season, I believe it was. It's interesting the Packers are fourth against the pass. However, they're 26th against the run. And I think that kind of sets the strategy for what the Lions will have to do tomorrow. But bear in mind also it's at Lambeau Field, and I'll get more into that later on. We don't know what the temperatures are going to be. We don't know how windy it's going to be. This time of year very much tends to favor the running game there anyway. In the next segment, I will cover the Packers offense and the Lions defense for you. Stay tuned to this Sports with Ed season finale special on Ed's Sports Channel. Welcome back, everyone. In this segment, I will go over the Packers offense and the Lions defense for you. The Packers rank 17th in the NFL in passing. They're 13th in rushing, 16th overall, and they have the 14th best scoring offense. The Lions rank 30th against the pass, 29th against the run, their last overall, and their 24th in scoring defense. The Lions are 24th in scoring defense because of a lot of ties. If you don't count the ties, technically they would be 30th, I believe it is. It's interesting that the Packers' numbers are pretty similar to where the Lions' numbers have been the last three, four years, thereabouts, outside of last year, I believe, where they're kind of around the middle in every category except running. It's going to be important for the Lions, obviously, to stop the run, as well as for them to establish their own running game. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest factors that decides tomorrow night's game, to be sure. And again, I'll have more for it later on in the segment, or I'm sorry, in the show for you. In the next segment, I will go over last week's game that the Lions played against the Chicago Bears, which was their home finale, or their home regular season finale anyway. Stay tuned to the Detroit Lions tomorrow. Regular season finale on Ed's Sports Channel. Welcome back, sports fans. In this segment, I was going to go over the Lions game last week against the Bears. That'll be the next segment. This segment, I will go over the injury report for you since I forgot about that. For the Lions, tackle Coyote Awoskla is out with an ankle injury. Defensive tackle Michael Brockers is questionable with an ankle injury. Fullback Jason Kabinda is questionable with a knee injury. Safety Deshaun Elliott is questionable with a shoulder injury. Jeff Okuda, or cornerback, excuse me, Jeff Okuda is questionable with a shoulder injury as well. 
and center Frank Ragnow is questionable with a foot injury. A lot of this is going to depend, or who plays rather, is going to depend on what happens with the Seahawks-Rams game. It, for those of you who don't know, if the Seahawks win tomorrow, the Lions game is virtually meaningless, meaning that regardless of the result of the game, the Lions will not make the playoffs. And as a result, I believe that Dan Campbell rests a lot of the starters, including Jared Goff. So my basis is going to be this way. If this game ends up being meaningful, I believe Frank Ragnow will play. I believe Jeff Okuda will play if the Seahawks lose. Otherwise, I think he's rusting and won't play. Deshaun Elliott could end up playing, but I don't think he will. Jason Cabinda will probably play regardless, and I think Michael Brockers probably won't play regardless of the Seahawks scheme. And for the Packers, tight end Joseph DeGara is questionable with a calf injury. And since the Seahawks game has no bearing on what the Packers need to do because if they win regardless of that, they're in the playoffs. And since this is an all-hands-on-deck game, I believe he will play. And I, and with that being the only injury the Packers have, they're going to be pretty much at full strength. Also, even though he didn't have a designated status, David Bakhtiari, their left tackle, is expected to play as well, which is a huge lift for them to be sure. In the next segment, I will go over last week's game the Lions played against the Bears, which was their home finale at Ford Field, of course. Stay tuned to the Detroit Lions tomorrow on Ed Sports Channel. Welcome back, everyone. In this segment, I will go over very briefly last week's game the Lions played against the Bears, which was their regular season home finale. Things started out pretty quickly for the Bears as they got a touchdown on their opening drive, which was the 11th time this year that they scored on their opening drive. And to their credit, the Lions came back and answered it and tied the game at 7. Then on the next drive, the Bears kicked a field goal to take a 10-7 lead, and that was the score at the end of the first quarter. From there, the Lions absolutely dominated the second quarter, outscoring the Bears 17-0, and in fact, the Bears wouldn't score the rest of the game. And although they rushed for 174 yards, I believe it was, or 173 yards in the first half, the Lions held them to 27 yards in the second half. So though the Bears rushed for 200 yards for the second time this season against the Lions, the Lions managed to rush for 254 yards, which is the most yards they've had in a game since, they, since the opening week of the 1980 season against the Rams. Jamal Williams had a career-high 143 yards rushing. DeAndre Swift got back on track and was exactly the kind of game and effort the Lions needed to prepare themselves for tomorrow's game. The one thing I will say that was a bit of a question mark to me, and I was stunned by it, is the fact that on a fourth and one just before the end of the half, 
at about the three or four yard line, Dan Campbell elected to kick a field goal instead of going for it. And although the Lions got the ball to start the second half, and I believe they scored on that, which really put the game out of reach by that time, and I believe that was a touchdown that they hit, if I remember correctly. It was very interesting that in the fourth and one, in that situation, Dan Campbell elected to kick the field goal. I have absolutely no idea why he did that, but it's very, very unusual for him. And it's the first time I can think of in that situation in his coaching career that he's done that. In any event, the Lions went on to win the game 41-10 and swept the Bears for the first time since 2016, I believe it was, which sets up tomorrow's game against the Packers. But of course, bear in mind, the Lions are going to have to wait the outcome of the Seahawks-Rams game because if the Seahawks win, then the Lions game, in terms of Lions fans, is relatively meaningless. In the next segment, I will go over Jared Goff's career against the Packers, as well as Aaron Rodgers' career against the Lions for you. Stay tuned to the Detroit Lions tomorrow on Ed's Sports Channel. Welcome back, sports fans. In this segment, I will go over Jared Goff's career against the Packers, as well as Aaron Rodgers' career against the Lions for you. Jared Goff has played against the Packers four times, once as a Ram. As a matter of fact, his one game as a Ram, he had his highest passing yards in a game with 295. He's averaging 229 yards overall against the Packers with nine touchdowns and two interceptions. He's only played the Packers the one time at Lambeau Field, which was last year's loss to them on Monday night, if you recall that. And as a Lion, he's averaging right about 215 yards per game. So I would say, based on everything so far since he's joined the Lions, the Packers are the team he's played the worst against in terms of yardage. In terms of Aaron Rodgers, he's 18-7 and in his career against the Lions. He's averaging 254 yards per game. He has 53 touchdown passes and 11 interceptions. The game at Ford Field earlier this year, which the Lions won, was the first time Aaron Rodgers had thrown more than one interception in the game against the Lions. On three different occasions, he has thrown four touchdown passes in a game against them, and he's averaging about two touchdown passes per game in his career against them. Also, with if he throws for about 150 yards, he will surpass the 6,500-yard mark against the Lions in his career, and I think that's very achievable for him. And he's also getting close to 20 wins against them, and before his career is, is over, I wouldn't be surprised if he did have 20 wins against them. In the next segment, I will go over the Sunday night history a little bit for you as it pertains to the Lions. And it's been a while since Lions have played a Sunday night game, just so you know. Stay tuned for the Detroit Lions tomorrow season finale on Ed's Sports Channel. Welcome back, everyone. In this segment, I'm going to go over the Lions' Sunday night history, at least to an extent, and to the best extent that I know it offhand. Not have time to really research this, so I am going off of memory with this, just so all of you know. Ever since Sunday Night Football got moved to ABC, or I'm sorry, to NBC rather, 
from ESPN, the Lions have not won a game on there. Matter of fact, the last time I recall the Lions winning a Sunday night game was against the Vikings in 1993 at the Metrodome, and they won that game 34-30, I believe it was. might have been 31-30, but I believe it was 34-30. Considering that's almost 30 years ago, that's really something. And although the Lions have won a few Monday night games with Matt Stafford, especially in 2011 against the Bears, and they've they've won a couple other ones. I know they won against the Packers at Lambeau Field in a game where Aaron Rodgers didn't play in 2017, I think it was. The Lions have not won a Sunday night game since 1993. absolutely incredible and they've only won a handful of them since Sunday Night Football came about as a mid-season addition experiment if you will in 1987 I believe the Lions didn't play their first Sunday Night game until 1990 and that too was against the Vikings at the Metrodome and that was a game they did win and if they didn't win the one in 93 34-30 then it was I believe they won that one 34-30 if I recall correctly in any event, considering the Lions have only won two Sunday night football games I can think of and have not won in 30 years, you would say on the surface it doesn't look good for them to do so, especially when the Packers, and especially under Aaron Rodgers, have a very good Sunday night football record, including winning a game earlier this year against the Chicago Bears, and I believe that was opening night or, or the first actual Sunday night football game of the season, if I remember correctly. Might have been week two. But in any event, it's going to be a tall order for the Lions. It's Dan Campbell's first Sunday night game as a head coach, I believe. Certainly his first one with the Lions. It's just going to make things a little more interesting since NBC decided to make this the week 18 finale, to be sure. In the next segment, I will have my prediction for you for tomorrow's game. Stay tuned to the Detroit Lions season finale, or regular season finale, rather, on Ed Sports Channel. Welcome back, sports fans. In this segment, I will share my prediction for you for tomorrow's game. Obviously, if the Seahawks play, if I were, or I mean, if they play, if they win, if I were Dan Campbell, I would sit Jared Goff. I would also rest Amron St. Brown and most likely Frank Ragnow and Jeff Okuda, to be sure. And if that were to happen, I don't think the Lions would win, especially with the Packers needing to win to get in the playoffs. Now, if the Lions are at full strength and they're actually playing for a playoff spot tomorrow, which I believe is going to be unlikely because I do believe the Seahawks are going to beat the Rams, especially since... Matt Stafford's not going to play for the Rams, which is no surprise to me. Then, if the Lions have something to play for, do I think they will beat the Packers? Considering the Lions' history at Lambeau Field over the last 35 years, and considering their track record against Aaron Rodgers, and at one point until 2015 they'd lost 23 or 24 in a row in Wisconsin... 
I would say with all of this and thinking back to the 2011 game where they need to win and Matt Flynn, uh, Matt Flynn excuse me, played against them and had the six touchdown passes against them, which turned out to be his career high, I don't think the Lions will beat the Packers. The Lions are too vulnerable against the run, which I believe the Packers are going to be able to run the football against the Lions. The Lions struggled to score against the Packers at Ford Field, only getting 15 points in that game, which was their lowest home output of the season. And if it wasn't for the turnovers, I don't know that they would have beaten the Packers at that time. If the, Lions, if the Packers play a clean game and they're able to run the football against the Lions, I think this game could very well be a blowout, and especially will look will be likely that it's a blowout if Jared Goff and the others that I mentioned don't play against the Packers. But even if the Lions have something on the line, I don't think they're going to be able to keep pace with the Packers. And I think I see the Packers put, being able to put 30-plus points on the board. I see them being able to run the football because the Lions don't seem to have enough yet to stop the run and stop it consistently. And I don't know how the Lions' run game is exactly going to do against the Packers, but even if the Lions run the football, Jared Goff doesn't have a good history of being able to throw the football too well against the Packers. And again, he's only averaging about 230 yards per game in his career. And as a Lion, it's more like in the 215 to 220 range. That isn't going to be enough for the Lions to win, even if they don't turn the football over and perhaps get turnovers by the Packers. So unfortunately, and as I predicted at the beginning of the season, I saw the Lions finishing at you know, somewhere between 8 and 9 and 10 and 8, but I did not see them making the playoffs this year. If they have a heck of a draft, which they're set up to do, and Brad Holmes can really bring this home, I definitely see the Lions making the playoffs next year. But in terms of tomorrow's game and the Lions actually making the playoffs this year, I think they're probably in a lot of ways better off for not making the playoffs this year, for one, as I don't think they're quite ready for that. And secondly, again, by the time game time occurs, it may end up being a meaningless game for the Lions. That will do it for the 2022 regular season. My name is Ed Moss. If you're out working... Try not to work too hard. If you're out having fun, enjoy it. And for those of you watching the Lions game tomorrow, I hope you enjoy that as well. But don't despair. I do believe in 2023 the Lions will be a playoff team. Take care. Have a good night. Happy New Year to everybody. And should there be a playoff game for the Lions this year, I will be back next week with a preview of that. I'm not sure of the day because it would depend on which day that playoff game took place, but it would certainly be a day or two before. And if not, the next week I will have the Detroit Lions 2022 season wrap-up show for you a week from tomorrow. Take care, everyone, and have a good night. Goodbye for now.